Okay. It's recording. Want to do it? Uh, okay. Hello, everyone. Sure. Oh, shit. <laughs> I know, right? We're already <laughs> off, to, off to a great start. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Illumidae. And my name is Christy. And welcome to the Big Empty Purse podcast. <laughs> the intro music is supposed to be playing, but it's not. <laughs> Okay, well, anyway, on this podcast, we'll be discussing the struggles of navigating adulthood, but also we'll be keeping you abreast on the happenings in pop culture. Or at least the stuff that we care about. <laughs> we'll also be giving you unsolicited opinions about friendships, dating, social etiquette, and everything else. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Big Empty Purse, and we'll also be having playlists on Spotify that you can follow also, so check that out. And uh, obviously, the disclaimer, we are not liable for the outcome if you take any of our suggestions on this podcast. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, big risk. <laughs> we take no responsibility at all. So, Christy, what have you been up to? What cool stuff have you been currently obsessed with? What have I been up to? I've been holidaying it up, um, mostly with my in-laws. Hey. We did a Zoom caroling session, which was disastrous. <laughs> Wait, how did that come about? <laughs> so, so my in-laws like have a tradition where they like, they usually have a bunch of people at their house and one of them plays the piano and they have these literal like song books that they hand out to all of us and we sing carols. And I usually just sort of like mouth them and don't really sing. But yeah, I have never experienced this in my life until they did it, but they still wanted to do it this year. So they tried to do it over Zoom, but uh, you know, audio delay is a thing. Jesus. <laughs> it, was, How? it was a disaster. Does it sound exactly what I'd imagine it sound like? It sounds worse than you would imagine. It, How it long just, did it go for? Oh, it was, so my husband is one of six each household chose a song and it was clear from the first song that it was not going to work, but we sang all the songs. We sang every song. <laughs> the commitment. Wow. 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 But anyway, Jesus, I'm imagining what that sounds like. And I don't think it's great, but you know, is there footage of that anywhere? I, w I wish we should have recorded that. What have I been doing for my holiday? I've done absolutely nothing. I've put off all my <laughs> responsibilities, as I normally do. Um, I was supposed to be traveling. I had a trip to Tokyo. And obviously, mm. I didn't go because that got canceled. Yeah. You know, do you want to hear the story about how that got canceled? Please. This is great. Um, the airline, who I will not mention... You know, I had, by the way, I had booked this ticket like early 2020, I think January 12 or something was the day I booked it. And I was like, this is the year I'm going to do it. And Corona was like, absolutely not. But yeah. I wasn't going to cancel it because, you know, if you cancel the flight, then you take the penalty, which is like a $200 penalty. And I was like, first of all, I don't want to like not go. I still want to go. So if 
by uh, December, it's fine. I'll go. And like third week in November, <laughs> I get an email saying it's canceled. And I was like, work. Oh, so nice. if it's canceled, I call them and I was like, can I just get a refund on that? And they were like, no. I was like, what do you mean? No. They're like, well, you can't get a refund. I'm like, according to who? And the lady goes, according to federal law. I was like, let me tell you something. Let me pull up the federal law to you. You see how it says like consumer protection? You can't do that. And I explained to her like the article and the segment of the, and she goes, well, that's what I was told by customer relations. I was like, well, somebody, somebody lied to you. And she said, I don't have the law book in front of me. So you're not eligible for a refund. I was like, okay, look, lady, your voice is a little pointed right now. I need you to calm it down because like, this is not going to work for me. And she goes, well, what you could do is you can go on our website and just cancel the flight yourself and you'll just take the $200 penalty. I was like, first of all, I don't think that's fair because I didn't cancel the flight. You did. I shouldn't be penalized for that. <laughs> and second of all, I can't go online and cancel a flight that doesn't exist. Like you guys already, yeah. <laughs> you already canceled it. I can't, I can't change that. And she was like, well, I don't know. I can tell you. So she goes to talk to somebody else. So she comes back and she goes, well, what can happen is you can go online and file a complaint with our customer relations and they'll get back to you and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I get off the phone and I go to do it. Right. But when I go on the website and I try to do it, it circles you right back to the page where you cancel the ticket and you get the penalty. So I, of course, you know, no. I'm like, oh, if you really want problems, I will give you problems. So I called him back and I was like, uh, so I spoke with, I asked for her name. Her name is Nadia. By the way, shout out to Nadia if she listened to this. Um, and then I spoke <laughs> with someone else and I was like, well, Nadia told me to do this and it didn't work. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to log on to that exact portal and you're going to put my complaint in for me. I will dictate it to you. And she was like, yeah, sure. Um, so she goes to do it. She realizes that she can't do it. And then like she struggles for like a good 10 minutes and she just goes fight somebody to figure it out. And they eventually oh do it. And like, I was like, well, if I don't hear back from you and this is not resolved in, day, in three days, I'm going to seek third party assistance. And anyway. They get back to me in three days and they were just like, um, we're not going to give you a refund. And by the way, the lady was saying to me how, oh, you know, oh COVID is not our fault. I was like, yeah, but it's my fault. Like, what are you trying yeah. to say? Like, if it's not your fault, is it like, why am I responsible for that? Like, first of all, and the other thing is you charged money for a service you're no longer providing. Like, what's the issue? Yeah. <laughs> but essentially, and then uh, what What she tried to do was she also offered me, she goes, well, I had booked the flight into Canada. And she was like, oh, we'll still be able to put you through uh, Narita. And I was like, Narita is like a whole bunch of miles east. I don't speak a lick of Japanese. I know that they mostly speak English, but I was like, I can't fly in through Narita and try to get there and try to figure out another flight through Canada because it's way outside the city. I was like, that's not going to work. So I'm telling you, I do not want that. When I hear back from customer relations, they're like, we can't do anything for you. Literally that same day, I get an email saying, your flight is back on and you're going through Narita. And I was like, what? Because I suppose no. what they were getting at was then, now if this flight is no longer canceled, for me to change mm. it, I'd be the person to cancel it and then I can get that penalty. And I was like, y'all think you're slick. Y'all really think you're slick. So what I did is I just called my credit card and I was like, I want to dispute this charge. This charge, 
is complete trash and I'm disputing it. It was a really long battle. Like they, when I disputed it, they gave me like a conditional refund. And after the time ran on the conditional refund, they just charged me again. And they said, oh, um, the airline was like, fuck you. And I was like, why? And they're like, uh, because you didn't purchase a refundable ticket. Meanwhile, I had receipts that I purchased a refundable ticket. I was like, you know what? I'm appealing oh this. I called the dispute department and I was like, um, so what's going to happen if they don't take the appeal the second time? The girls, well, you just go to arbitration. And I was like, that's exactly what I want because I have receipts and we can fight. I'm ready to fight. But anyway, um, that's what I've been doing this holiday. Since that got canceled, I just stayed home and I did nothing. I overate obviously but it's almost like i don't learn i do it every year and that's that on that but anyway yep oh my god you are so committed i would have well i say i would have i wish i were in the situation where i could be like just take my 200 dollars. like it's no biggie like (laughs) but but i think i would have gotten to the give up and take my 200 dollars phase a lot earlier than you did (laughs) but this is the thing though and i I thought about that too i was like first of all at this point i was prepared to lose all of the money because i figured this is a futile a futile battle i don't think i'm going to win but even if I had, um, the, the, the thing is, if you had just taken the $200 penalty, you would never see that refund because they'll just tell you, oh, it's going to take 90 mm-hmm. days or whatever, and they'll just never get back to it. That's actually what happened to uh, oh. This happened twice this year, actually. Another airline did this to me in, like, June. Oh, my God. I was supposed to be going to Milan, and they canceled that, too. And I was like, and I called them, but, of course, the Europeans, like, they have that whole law where... If if you operate an airline in the EU and you're unable to make that flight, you're actually liable to just refund that money immediately without asking questions. Oh. And we, they have better laws there. I don't know why wow. we imagine that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the other thing is, if you don't refund that money or you don't like cancel it enough time, you're also liable for comp- uh, compensating whoever it is because then you put them through all that stress of figuring other plans out. So they'd rather just refund the money up front. So I called them and they're like, oh yeah, we'll refund the money, but like give us like 60 days. Well, they first said 30 days and I called them back after 30 days. Like, oh, give us 90 days for experience with Julie's. And 90 days later, I still didn't see the money. I was like, credit card company, I need a fucking dispute. Um, Yeah, I figured I was going to lose the money anyway, but even if I didn't lose the money, if they give you like that nonsense voucher that most people get, when you eventually go back to rebook that trip, the trip wouldn't cost the same. The voucher would not be enough to cover the cost of the trip. So you might as well take that right. money back and use it for something else. But I was like, nope, this is a futile battle. I'm going to lose it. But however, the first lady, Nadia, was really rude. She was extremely rude to oh. me. And I was like, to me? Me? <laughs> I said, let's just fight. Let's just fight. I'm ready to fight. So I, I was just, at that point, it was just like a, I did it out of spite. I was going to see them through to the very bitter end. I was ready to fight. But anyway, actually, yeah. But. <sighs> oh, my God. I know. <laughs> it's not Nadia's fault that there's COVID. Yeah, obviously. But it's mine. Why clearly. <laughs> That's the, the thing is, that the, the airlines, they have insurance for this purpose. Like, you are selling yeah. a product. This is what... I suppose I, yep. I mean, and I get it. Like for a company to stay afloat for that long, they have to foresee um, future revenue and like bank on it and all that kind of stuff. But I'm like, if a global pandemic happens and your pockets are not padded for the past half century that you've been in business, do you really think a customer who literally is just doing everything by themselves is prepared for that? 
Like if you take yeah. <laughs> X amount of money from one individual and that amount of money is so significant that they can only afford to do that once every three or four years. Don't you think that's going to affect, especially in a pandemic that maybe some people lost their incomes and all kind of stuff happened? Like just give them back the money. But anyway, I'm not trying to like oh. start fights with airlines that <laughs> that I can't finish, but I kind of did. <laughs> Um, so have you been watching any shows lately? Anything that caught your eye? Anything that is noteworthy? Oh my God. So I finally finished. We like binged hardcore, uh, Lovecraft country on HBO. Did you watch that? Right. I did see that. I did see that. Somebody recommended it to me. Did you like it? Oh my God. I loved it. I loved it. It's weird. It's It's so weird, which I love. Um, Wait, by the way, and it's based um, on spoiler yeah. alert, spoiler alert. By the way, we're talking about Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraft County on HBO Max. So if you have not seen it, pause the podcast, go watch it, then come back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, continue. Yeah, no, it's like it's so, so, so bizarre. I absolutely love it. Um, and it's actually a great perspective so like I picked it up because Jordan Peele was one of the producers yes. um and so I trust him <laughs> yeah and it was it was great I really enjoyed it and then it's based on a book which really? I went to go read that. it's based on a book so like the yeah if you haven't seen the show which you have but for our listeners out there if you haven't seen the show <laughs> a lot of the it's it's uh like a horror slash sci-fi show but it also talks about race and it's based like all the main characters are like a black family and friends in chicago um and so it like tackles a lot of that at the same time the book is written by a white dude <laughs> like at that track. I mean, I don't know Honestly, what I expected. That tracks. I don't know what I expected, but it's like the color purple. It was made by what's the name of that popular director who made ET? Oh, uh... Steven Spielberg. Oh yeah. I was like that. That that, that yeah. I I always thought that movie was made by a black person. I was like, no, no, this was this movie was made by a very white person. So that's that on that. Yeah. Yeah. I did see it. I I remember. I I was. I didn't know what to make of it. It was so. And I I, I didn't know it was based on a book either because I was just watching it passively because somebody recommended it. And I was watching it mm-hmm. so because it has a whole bunch of witchcraft in it and all sorts of like fantastical things. And I I didn't know. I was like, wow. Um. I have thoughts on that, but like, I'm not trying to like start poking all, just put my whole finger in the plot holes and be like, <laughs> right here. Yeah. But yeah, there, there were a few plot holes that I was like, we can oh, have, yeah. you know what, we can yeah, have yeah. another entire episode where we'll, we'll, we'll like break that down and discuss the plot holes on that because I have more than a few thoughts on that. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I have seen Lovecraft County, um, but I don't think, I haven't seen, um, I watched this anime on like Netflix called um, The Great Pretender and I kind of just watched it passively because what else am I going to do? And Netflix should do better. They really <laughs> should. But it's it's a good show for a passive watch. But if you're looking for something that's going to blow your top off or whatever. No. But the other thing that I've been doing is I've, I've gone back to watch all the movies that um, I really liked. Like, you know... I went back and saw Inception. I went back and saw um, Molly's Game. I went back and saw the other movie by Jessica Chastain. It's called Miss Sloan. Have you seen that? 
No. It's. I think it's a great movie. It's about. Um. She plays a. Oh, spoiler alert. We're talking about Miss Sloan featuring <laughs> Jessica Chastain. Anyway, so she plays a lobbyist and she does all this borderline ethical shit, and she almost gets <laughs> thrown in jail. But she's pretty. It's pre, It's one of those. Um. It has really fast, witty dialogue, and I don't want to say it's a whodunit, but it's almost like um, it's. I don't want to say it's espionage either, but it's kind of like follow what's happening really closely. If you like blink too much, you'll like miss something important. But I enjoyed that, and also I've been obsessed with um, old Hollywood movies. Like I went back and I mm. saw Auntie Mame, All About Eve. I saw <laughs> Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, and oh my god, <laughs> I I never see. When people say that movie is a B-rate movie, I'm like, I think it's a very comfortably in the camp territory. It's complete camp. I could not yeah. stop laughing from the beginning. And if I watch it from the perspective of, this is so fucking stupid. And at the end, when she goes, <laughs> and all this time, we could have been friends. <laughs> <laughs> that killed me. That oh fucking killed me. But anyway, that's what oh I've been God. watching recently. But yeah, oh. there's a lot of good content I've never, to watch. I've never seen that movie. I've only ever seen the RuPaul skits making fun of that movie. You know so. what? I highly recommend it. It's. I feel like it's it's good content to know about and to have. Um, yeah, I I kind of I I made like a whole calendar of like all the old movies that I had to like touch on like um. Casablanca and the one with um actually Catherine Hepburn did a whole bunch of I'm saying Catherine Hepburn but who I really mean is um guess who's coming to dinner with Sidney Poitier mm. yeah I I like had a whole calendar I was gonna like follow it and watch all the movies but like I saw like maybe six and then like I couldn't find the rest and I was like you know what I'm gonna chill out on this um but yeah they, all of those are great to watch at least just for the culture have you listened to anything <laughs> well the last month I'm actually I'm one of like I deserve to be ready for this but I'm actually one of those people who enjoys listening to Christmas music <laughs> Shout out, to like I straight yeah <laughs> I straight listen to Christmas music um but I did my like looked at that like Spotify wrap up thing. Did you do that? I did. I did. I did. Yes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like ooh, it makes you take a hard look at yourself. But um, <laughs> but apparently, and I'm not surprised, and I I don't regret it. But I was in the top 0.1 percent of Vince Staples listeners. Ahoy. Um because I'm like five years behind on pop culture and I finally listened to summertime 06 the album. Did you like it? And I liked it and then I, I loved it. And then I just literally listened to it on repeat. I mean, for months. <laughs> that'll put you in the point one percent. That will do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I actually, I think I might've listened to it maybe twice altogether and not the full, not the full. Cause I think the album is called summertime. Yeah. Summertime 06. Right. And I, yeah. I maybe listened to four songs on it. And I, I couldn't even right now tell you what I remember from it. I don't think it yep. stuck with me. Um, also, but that's not that's not to say, I'm sure, look, I'm sure Vince Staples is not listening to this podcast. But if he is, that's not to say the content isn't great. That's just because <laughs> I have not kept up with modern music, period. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> it's it's sad. It's and I, I, I thought... Um, after college, I was like, you know what? I'm still young. I'm still hip. 
I'm not young and I'm not hip. Like no. the last time I, w- I mean, before the pandemic happened, I think I might have gone out clubbing sometime in 2019. And you would not believe it. Pretty much 80% of the music that they played, I couldn't identify. I oh, was no. like, what has happened to me? And everybody oh, was singing God. everything word for word. They knew everything down pat. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't get what's happening here. But um, yeah. But this year, I did what exactly what you said. I've, first of all, I will say this right now. Mariah Carey, shout out to Mariah Carey. She campaigns harder than Jesus Christ and Santa Claus during this time <laughs> every fucking year. And she does a great job. Great job. She had, um, I think she remakes one of her old songs. I don't know if you've seen this. It was called Oh Santa. And it's featuring, she featured um, Jennifer Hudson and Ariana Grande on it. Oh my God! It's a bop. I'm not embarrassed <laughs> oh to say God. it's a bop. I love it, and that that song that gets her number one on the Billboard charts every year, the All I Want for Christmas Is You. Yep. November uh, November thirty passes, and it's like twelve a.m. December one, and I'm yep. like, <laughs> play Mariah Carey. That's it. Yeah, like hand over the play button. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just Mariah Carey. Give it to me through. now. <laughs> right. Um, but. I have, I just discovered, not just, she's been out for a while. There's this Nigerian artist called Asha. And she gives me kind of Amy Winehouse vibes. Hey, you know, I love mm. Amy Winehouse. Um, yes. And she does great music. And I pretty much just played her entire catalog back to back, like for a month on end. I've also been obsessed with um, London Grammar's Wasting My Young Years because I relate to that on a spiritual level. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard i mean i'm sure you're familiar with the, the song but i hear that song and i'm like they didn't lie honestly that's just what this is now um and of course did you see blackest king earlier in the year no i haven't yet oh no. okay oh my I god i won't spoil it for you i am slipping too much. <laughs> exactly do you see what happened <laughs> like i was late to it too i didn't watch it when it came out like it was like a whole month later and i was like oh i guess i should see this um and i saw it there is one song on there called mood forever it's literally not spelled forever it's spelled f uh, no f for the number forever go figure this out but <laughs> the actual video version of it um, because the, the the gift of the music actually came with the Lion King movie earlier and the, the Blackest King visual came much later. So we already knew all the songs that mm. were going to be part of it, except maybe for like one song or whatever the deluxe album came with the, later. But um, we pretty much knew what was going to be on there. And there, that song, Mood Forever, it really is a mood. And not just the recorded version, the studio version that came with the album, but the one that came with the visual album. There is like a whole mm. segment in there that Beyonce just pops off. And there's a very specific line in one of her like, it's not even, it's the thing she does where she's not really rapping, but she's like sing rapping. Mm-hmm. And an entire bar in that um, rap is just her saying her full name, her government name, the name that's on her driver's license she literally just says i am beyonce giselle knows carter that's a line that's the line and everybody pops off for that line and the other part is um in the video version she has this by the way childish Gambino is also on there i think his um little outro is really cool on that but she has this segment where she just um in between she steals a beat from buster rhymes 
I don't know if she steals it. She probably cleared the rights to it. Who knows? But the, he had a song back in the day in the 90s called um, Put Your Hands Where I Can See. And that beat slaps. It really does slap. And so she uses that as like the the undertone segue from like the main bulk of the song to Childish Gambino's outro. Anyway, I live for that. I watch it on repeat. I fall asleep to it. I can recite the whole song start to finish without the music. It's great. But yeah, that's that's in terms of music, that's what um I've been obsessed with this year. Oh, sidebar. I put this on here because I wanted to discuss this. Did you know that Atlantic City, New Jersey is offering bidders the chance to blow up the former Trump casino called the Trump Plaza? Oh my They're god, just, no. It's so petty. It's so <laughs> fucking petty. They're like, you know what? Oh. If you pay enough money, we will give you the rights to press the button to bring that building down. And people have bid on it. Right now, the bid is up to, oh, as I'm of sure. like today, the bid is up to $62,500. Somebody is going to sign a check for almost $70,000 just to blow up his building. Just to blow oh it up. Oh my God. I'm like, work. <laughs> if I had that kind of money, I'm sure I'd pay for that too. But like, wow. <laughs> wow. Where do you have to be in life to just spend $70,000 just to be petty? <laughs> you know what would be funny is if somebody's like, I'm going to use my entire life savings to do this. It's not like they have just like, <laughs> they don't have like a whole bunch of money. They're like saving up their entire, in fact, they went to borrow the money <laughs> just to push the button to pull that building up. I feel like that's like exactly what people are about in this year. But anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> that's That would be commit. I'm sure that person exists out there. I'm Honestly. sure that person exists. And shout out to them. Look, whoever, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you have a whole bunch of money that you have nothing to do with, please, I beg of you, spend the money to blow that building up and then tag us on Twitter, at us, send us a message and let us know who you are just so we can shout you out because respect. Yes, um, we need to know you. <laughs> we need to know your life, your motivations. <laughs> what brought you to this point? Why are you doing this? <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, which I don't know. This is a perfect segue into today's topic. Speaking of blowing up building that belongs to Trump, we'll be discussing the year 2020. This is a, an official recap episode. Hell, oh. uh, where do we begin? Where oh, do we God. begin? Um, I suppose we should start with the good news because God knows there's plenty of depressing shit that happened this year. Um, first up. We had an election. Yay, USA. <laughs> Wait, where's the applause button? <laughs> um, yeah, we had an election. And I think for the first time in a really long time, we had fantastic voter turnout, which means a lot of us are paying attention and making sure our voices are heard. So shout out to everybody who voted in 2020. Yes, shout out. That was actually really encouraging. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like straight up. Um, okay, can we say it a different way? But do you realize that, like, okay, we, <laughs> it was encouraging for both sides to say the least, because <laughs> there were t <laughs> there was a huge turn of voter voter turnout on both sides, which um, mm. and shout out to Georgia, Georgia that actually went blue. Yes, and somebody, I first of all. Shout out to people who live in Georgia. I don't live in Georgia, so I don't know about this. But everybody in Georgia was saying how, like, Georgia has really never been a red state. 
it's just because of voter suppression that Georgia has always gone red. But this year, Stacey Abrams showed up. She registered a lot of people. She got them to go to the polls. And they actually managed to flip Georgia blue. So shout out to Georgia. Applause is in order for that. Yes. Um, (laughs) The applause, applause, applause. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Georgia for that. Thank you, guys. And the the other crazy thing that happened is, have you been reading about all the... um, recounts that they've had to do to prove that the results were in fact what they were yeah i know one of them i think it oh maybe it was georgia maybe it was another state like they were all like recounts ordered by the trump team and it came out like 10 more votes in favor of biden (laughs) (laughs) at the end (laughs) honestly i mean I mean, the rest of the world is like looking at our election and like, wow, this is really just a reality TV show. Like, yeah. And it's almost it's like a reality TV show. And this is like our final season. Like we are pulling out the like everything is just heightened for no reason at all. But yep. um, shout out to us who voted in 2020. We did good work. Good for us. Um, the second great news is wildlife all over the world is thriving well not all over the world but apparently there there are greater sightings of um, humpback whales in new york city because i suppose the the regulation in i think the 70s to stop the pollution coming out of new york city into the water has actually started to take effect and the wildlife in the water around there is thriving so shout out to them um wait i didn't see this earlier uh sea turtles are being Oh, yeah, I saw this. Um, So there's been like record numbers of sea turtles because tourists have been like keeping off beaches. So they've actually been thriving. A lot more of them have been surviving. So work. See, honestly, I will say like humans, we are the problem. It's us. It really, we, I mean, we are the problem. Because I also heard like in a lot of the canals and the waterways in Italy, like people are seeing dolphins just chilling again and i'm like wow so they would have been there this whole time if we just didn't mess it up for no reason yeah yep yeah we're just fucking everything up in in ways we know about in ways we don't know about like we're just (laughs) just coming through and wrecking shit honestly Um, the other thing that I found out recently, which I thought was pretty cool, um, in April this year, when we're all in lockdown, um, the last coal plant in Verta Verkit, Sweden, I hope I'm saying that right. A shout out to the people who live in Verta Verkit. Um, they closed their last coal plant and also in Malak, Austria, they also closed their last coal plant, which means those two countries are officially officially coal free so yeah shout out to them <laughs> shout out to them really happy about that um us you're up next fix your shit <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I like i saw this and i was like wow i didn't even realize that other countries were this close to being coal free because of how not close we are <laughs> to yeah. being coal free <laughs> and apparently sweden is actually two whole years ahead of schedule they had scheduled to close that last power plant two years from now and they just were like, oh, I suppose we don't need it anymore. Shut it down. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> Good for them. Like, And they were one day of each other, right? Like, I think Sweden closed their last on, like, April 27. And, like, 
Malak Astro was like, oh, we'll close ours on April 28th. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> so petty. Really, honestly, but I'm happy about this. I think we're, yeah. if, if, if they keep going at this rate, we might actually be able to make, I'm optimistic, like hopeful. Belgium apparently did this before Sweden. Oh, yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. Belgium, I don't know when Belgium did that, but yeah. Work. Okay, so apparently Europe is really just, they've mostly had their shit together for a really long time. Hmm. Yeah. No coal, refundable airline tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Bless us, really. Oh, I know nothing about this. Renewables are getting cheaper. How? Um, yeah, so I know a little bit, so since I, I work in renewable energy, but, um, yes, (laughs) yeah, that's been fun the past four years, Um, Uh. but (laughs) no, uh, just because like the more, the more renewables that we put in place, the cheaper they are just because like, if you're manufacturing them at a larger scale, um, they're cheaper to make. Um, people are more used to them now. So like the, the like regulations and permitting and like actually figuring out how to use them is way easier. So, um, there's still got a lot of ways to go, but solar, I think is one of the, like the cheapest, if not like the cheapest source of energy right now. Really? Um, yeah. Have they, I mean, I know very little about this, but from what I understood, the, the cost of production was the, the rate limiting step was like they couldn't get the solar cells to be as efficient as possible. So they just needed to like use more of the inefficient ones. Yeah. The, the efficiency has gone way up. Um, it's also been a matter of like manufacturing, like figuring out ways to manufacture the efficient ones. Like we could always make, we could make bad ones cheaply and good ones expensively. So it's been a lot of like innovations and in, like being able to manufacture and like replicate the high efficiencies that people can get in the labs in like an actual product. I'm um, really happy about this. You know, the, the other yeah. thing that I, I went to Ikea maybe three months ago and I was blown away for the first time I saw the parking lot in Ikea. They have these like canopy structures. They're not really canopies. They're like, um, you know, if you go buy gas at a gas station, they usually have those um, cover shed things where you just pull up and you just all of those cover shed things were on every parking lot strip in that parking lot. And on top of those roof things were solar panels on every yes. single strip. And I was like, this is a great idea. This is a wonderful idea. And this is just Ikea as like only one corporation. I feel like if every parking lot figured out a way to incorporate this, honestly, just hook some transformer or whatever it is and just save that energy. And then like a whole neighborhood could be powered by, I don't know what the efficiency is, but like at least if you do a a little and you just take a few houses off of like the coal grid or whatever, then it'll all add mm-hmm. up at some point. Yeah, I was really happy to see that. I did not know that they were working in that direction. So shout out to Ikea. <laughs> we love you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is with res- respect to the pandas. Shout out to the pandas. Apparently the pandas at the Smithsonian reproduced by having sex for the first time in a really long time. And this is apparently a really big deal. And I actually had to go look this up because I didn't know why this is a big deal either. But um, apparently the giant female pandas 
only go into estrus once a year and when it happens it only happens for about 24 to 72 hours so if they don't reproduce during that time gotta wait a whole new year and the oh. other issues is and um they've been they were endangered like what I think they officially were endangered in the 70s. If I'm wrong, fact check me and at me on Twitter. <laughs> sure, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and apparently it was because there was a whole bunch of poaching, deforestation and farm expansion. So they just had no grounds to live on. And also because of that, the Chinese government had a whole, uh, not they had conservation efforts to like, capture and breed them but apparently in captivity the captivity just kills the reproductive move so they're not in the mood when they're captive so they've done the best to make them feel comfortable but even then like what compounds the problem is that the low frequency of sexual activity means that the younger pandas have very few opportunities to watch and learn how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> they are not being taught so um <laughs> Yeah, apparently, like, in the year 2020, they just were like, okay, this is the year. We're going to get it on. They figured out what they were doing, and they actually <laughs> reproduced without needing um, the breeding program. So, which, I mean, that's that's the thing, right? A lot of the pandas that are alive today are alive only because of the breeding program, not because they just, quote-unquote, naturally reproduced. So, shout-out to the pandas of the zoo. I'm sure they don't understand English, but if they do, shout-out to you. um and the other great news is the great barrier reefs that have just completely gone sideways yeah the southern great barrier reef um is apparently recovering on its own at a significant rate that they can actually observe in 2020 i was like on its own but i mean this is like after them like um First of all, humans need to just chill the fuck out. But also, yeah. <laughs> they, they've done a whole bunch of research to, like, try to help it along. But all the work that they've done was only, like, incremental improvement. But this year, it was, like, significant. And, oh, I feel like I should explain what corals are. So, school is in session. Pull up a chair. This is going to take three minutes. Yeah. Let's learn about corals, everybody. Um, so, corals, I didn't, like, when I was in high school, I honestly thought they were just plants. But they're actually animals. So corals are animals, uh, and they're basically invertebrates that are related to jellyfish. And they are sessile, meaning that they're immobile. However, I just learned this. um, They have tentacles, and they can sting. I was shocked. Really? They... I was shocked by... (laughs) See what I did there? I was shocked by it. Um, uh, (laughs) Speaking of tentacles, I can sting. But... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they basically reproduce <laughs> I can't. Um, they release their sperm and their eggs into the water and when the baby corals are created they just settle down and land in one spot and that's exactly where they remain they don't move um, they build um, large structures uh, deposits of calcium carbonate which are known as the reefs and these structures are complex ecosystems that support a lot a lot a lot of barren animals so they're essentially like a cornerstone species um but however they cannot move so that means that they rely on a symbiotic relationship with algae to survive and due to global warming pollution acidification and disruptions especially the cyclone of 2009 
the symbiotic relationship breaks down. So, which means that the algae just goes away or dies or whatever the problem is. And the clear tissue of the corals is what's left so that they look bleached, which is why it's called coral bleaching. And when there's no nutrients because the algae is gone, they just die. And which is a problem because once the corals die, then that means the structures that they keep building and provide for every other species in the area is just gone. So all the other species that rely, once the coral die, it's like a cascade effect. Everything else just starts to die. So hopefully this improves. Um, But I I think um, nobody actually knows why it's improving by itself like specifically in 2020 mm-hmm. is it because that there are fewer disruptions or they've been improving it's almost like um the lag phase and the log phase they, they've been improving like in lag phase for a while now they just entered log phase nobody actually knows but hopefully huh. it gets better that's all we can hope yeah for. yeah and <laughs> humans if we have anything to do with it let's just keep away please right. <laughs> just don't touch them let them be right um hands off <laughs> honestly honestly but anyway i was really excited about that uh oh my god now we have to talk about the not so good news oh my god <laughs> so stay tuned for the next 10 hours while we i know all the bad shit how much, that time, <laughs> how much time do you have um the obviously bad news is covid um COVID made a fool out of everyone, honestly. It came in like yeah. a wrecking ball and it took everybody by surprise. Um, which, by the way, we say it took everybody by surprise, but literally anybody who knew anything about like global pandemics was like, we need to prepare in the case that there is one. And we kind of didn't prepare. So, um, yeah. By the way, <laughs> we should like PSA COVID isn't over. Please stay at home, wash your hands. Wear your mask if you have to leave the house. And if you can, consider getting the vaccine. Please. Please. <laughs> we need you guys to actually do your part here. Um, but along with that, the the biggest part was the travel was shut down, right? Um, <laughs> speaking of travel being shut down, um, <laughs> there are a whole bunch of canceled flights, um, the travel bans, and large gatherings. And I understand, like, a lot of people who had to go for conferences, concerts, festivals, all that stuff, completely shut down. Like, nobody was able to do anything. So. Yeah, I was actually planning a conference um, for my job that was like seven or eight hundred people. That was the first. Yeah, that was the first week in April. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, th- yeah. So that was a, that was an exciting adventure converting that to a virtual event in like three weeks. Oh, let me taste some. The, 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 the conference I was supposed to attend was supposed to be in Chicago in April also. And March when it started to look really bad, um, you know, you're supposed to register and all that stuff. So I registered, but like you submit all your material, the exception, all that stuff. And when it was time to like pay for the accommodations and everything, I was like, it looks like this might get canceled. So I was like, I'm not getting a hotel. I'm not like booking the car. I'm not doing any of that. Like I'm not booking the flight. We're just going to wait it out. And sure enough, like a week before they canceled. And I was like, okay, I'm happy. I didn't actually do all the other stuff, but yeah. And then they were like, Oh, let's just try to do a virtual. I was like, no, thanks. (laughs) 
<laughs> because like I, if i can't yeah i was like no thanks i still submitted all the stuff and like i gave them you know how you're supposed to give them the rights like they can put it in there whatever it is and probably should yeah no i was like yeah no but i'm actually not going to physically participate in this bullshit like just publish all the work i'll read about it at some point but like i'm not going to sit there and try to know no so yeah sucks to suck and, and yeah and the, the sad part is like i think people just got fatigued about this and they just stopped caring as much but like obviously like the number of people who have died like how, how much is it up to now it's a lot of people who are just yeah it's so yeah i think like anybody who's doing well who didn't really lose a lot like i think you are very very fortunate and you should really understand and appreciate that but yeah one in one thousand americans has died of covid like is this total like over the year wow yeah wow that's a really high rate yeah (sighs) yeah it is it is funny how you get <laughs> funny funny how you get desensitized <laughs> to the to the yeah, high, really. to the death toll um, <laughs> but i remember like in in march like in april just so closely following the numbers and being like oh my god there's you know 125 cases in dc <laughs> like being petrified now i'm like oh numbers there's- are down it's only like 5000 <laughs> Oh, we shouldn't laugh because this is a horrible. This is really bad. Yeah, no. Yeah. There's that meme. I said I don't know if you do you know that meme of that um hamster? The hamster that throws up the peace sign? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. There that ha- the there's also the ha- the hamster <laughs> the hamster that's like it looks uh, shocked and petrified. So they had like a yeah. side by side. I thought this was clever. Um when they were like, oh, the death toll is 100 people. Like, the hamster looks petrified. And when the death toll goes up to, like, hundreds of thousands, the hamster is like, peace sign. <laughs> That's really how we are. We got scared at the very beginning when, like, it was a really low number. And now that it's a big number, we're just like, eh. Yeah. And yeah. I, went, I went to do my car maintenance the other day. I wanted to slap this woman. She was sitting oh. there. And she had her mask on her chin. And she was coughing, coughing. Oh, my God. No. The mask was on her chin. She didn't cover her mouth or her nose. Like, it was just on her chin, and she was coughing. And I was like, why? Why? Why is she here? Why? Why? (laughs) Like, and I did, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to get, like, I just had to move away from her. I had to move as far away from her as possible. And I was like, wow. Just put the mask on, woman. It's really, I mean, it's it's fabric. It's fabric. (laughs) Put it on. It's it's a little piece of fabric over your face like oh my god it's literally the easiest thing (laughs) yeah it's 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 Ah. wild it's wild but yeah please guys take this seriously honestly people who are they think it's a conspiracy like it doesn't matter if it's conspiracy or not people the reality is people are dying because of this so take it seriously um yeah probably won't be our last pandemic Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was like I was thinking about this, and I was like, how how far into the depressing like parts of this news should we get? Because like, I mean, <laughs> like you said, like people people saw this coming, like, and we were still wholly unprepared. But like, um, it's been like the clearest place to follow it for me has been uh, Ed Yong. It does like science writing at the Atlantic. Uh-huh. And in 2018, he literally wrote this piece. It was like, we're going to have a pandemic and we're not ready. And like, you would think that he wrote it in like March because it's literally like, here's all the things we're not prepared for. And like, 
Surprise. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> but yeah, some, and then, so then he wrote an article like at the start of the pandemic that was like, yeah, I told you guys. Um, <laughs> it was much better than that. Shout out to Ed Young. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. But, but literally there's a scientist quoted in that article calling this a starter pandemic. Wow. <laughs> Just because like of all of the like viruses that could have jumped from like wildlife and livestock, like it, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, um, and this part really upset me, um, Gates, huh, shout out to Bill Gates of the Bill Gates <laughs> foundation, um, of the Gates foundation. And he apparently has been doing a whole lot of work to like, um, advise and prepare people for doing this and some ignorant person was like well if he has all this money and he knew what's gonna happen then why didn't he prevent it i was like what like why is that your first attack and there's also um i was somebody was telling me about this like um they went on Facebook, which I think is their first problem right there, going yeah, on Facebook. They're... So they, they, they went <laughs> on Facebook. I mean, <laughs> let's just let's just bring it back. She was telling me about like, oh, she went on Facebook and some of the friends that she knew from like way back home when she was in like high school was posting that, oh, the sickness gets worse when you wear a mask. And of course, she didn't think to stop there, close Facebook and leave. She kept reading. And the person was like, because oh, no. if you wear the mask, you're not breathing out the virus. You're just breathing it back in and recirculating it, and it gets concentrated in your brain. In your brain. Though. I was like, wow, oh. wow, 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 wow. People are completely missing the point of this. I was like, geez. Oh, my yeah, Lord. no, so. <laughs> the people are not taking this seriously on Facebook and are just spewing all sorts of nonsense. Literally spewing the nonsense. It's a terrible thing. Yeah. But we can literally have a whole episode where we roast those people because wow. Oh my god. Yeah. And yeah, of course, it's... by the way, Oof. let's talk about forty five for a second. Hahe was saying, Oh, it's not a threat, you know, at the rallies, like and when he got sick, you know that song where Lil Wayne is like wheezy F baby? <laughs> forty five was wheezing. Wheezing. And like Whoever is in charge of his like social media or like his media in general did a terrible job because when they tried to cut the video up into pieces to chop out the parts where he was coughing and hacking up along, it was so discontinuous. You could tell that they just cut out a whole chunk where he was just like losing it. And I was like, oh my God, why? Why? Like, like you don't think it's serious until like something bad happens. Like, why are we like that? Anyway, anyway. I will say though, as as far as um, shout out to the the healthcare folk and the early responders, like I think they really showed up and had a whole bunch of sacrifices this year. Like imagine going to work knowing that there isn't enough PPE for you, but you still have to take care of all the people who are um, sick, and they are doing it day in day out. So shout out to them. Honestly, if yeah. I were a healthcare person, maybe I would have taken like a few weeks off because like it was overwhelming at some point. Like, it still is overwhelming, but honestly, like not yeah. having they they did good work. Like shout out to them. Um, the other bad news, the fires. Oh, God, <laughs> this year has we went through it. This year, like this year was a yeah. lot. It was a lot. Oh my God. Yeah, it was not just figuratively on fire. It was literally on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Adele, where are you? 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> California was on fire. Australia was. I mean, I mean, first of all, California is always on fire. But like this year, I think it was especially bad. Um, Australia was on yeah. fire. I remember like um, Nicole Kidman and the rest of the the folks who they were really going through it. Like a, a whole bunch of um, whole celebrities' houses just burned for no reason at all. Um, and the part that happened, I I thought this started in 2019, but it also carried into 2020. The Amazon fires. Um. Oh my gosh, seriously. I swear, I could not make sense of this because I was like, how does a rainforest, a rainforest that's waterlogged and soaked in water, how does that catch fire? How? And apparently somebody broke it down and they were like, well, because of the deforestation that happened, they're just patches that have nothing. And like the fire starts Mm. there and by the time it like reaches stuff, like it's already strong enough that it can like engulf whole things at once. And I was like, see, we need to just do better. We need to do better. Yeah. Like how how do how do we get a rainforest to catch fire? I thought about that. I was like, this is wild. Wild. There's more. (laughs) There's more. Uh, what's what's this about the murder hornets oh god this sounds horrible <laughs> i was just trying to remember back on all of 2020 and like obviously there were like the big like big bad news things but it was one of those like it was just every like everywhere you turned it was like some new stupid bad thing and like the one that stood out to me was the murder hornets <laughs> just like what the fuck oh like it's which were are these uh i like i had heard of the murder hornets and i had to go back and like re-remember what they were but they're an invasive species in the u.s they're native to asia they are huge hornets they kill 50 people a year in japan is that they why they're called bees. murder hornets because they yeah they literally they literally kill people <laughs> What's the, how, how does, how do they kill? Like, what's the, is, is there, um, do they have venomous talk, uh, or is it just an inflammatory response to when they sting? Like, I'm not sure actually. Um, wow. Do. That's wild. <laughs> Adults on Twitter, if you know about the murder horn, I know. Like... <laughs> Teach us something new. <laughs> we want to know. Oh. Wow. I just like, just 2020 was just sprinkled with bad things. Like, just, we went through it this year. I mean, yikes. <laughs> we really went through it this year. And the thing the is... the poor bees. The bees couldn't even catch a break. Like, all the rest of the wildlife is doing okay. And then the bees, the murder hornets come for them. Fuck the bees. <laughs> Not the bees. Yeah, no. I, I mean, look. You know how the... 2019, like, was rough. We got to, like, shout out to 2019. It was rough. And we were yeah. all looking forward to 2020. Like, oh, 2020 is going to be oh better. 2020 was like, don't think so. What you guys were hoping for? Absolutely not. In fact, what happened in 2019, let's turn it up, like, a tenfold notch. Let's just completely yeah. go for it. <laughs> we went through it. And um, oh my God. on other insignificant bad news, I have been waiting for the next James Bond installation. Daniel Craig, if you listen to this, how fucking dare you? How dare you? Because it was supposed to be released in, actually, earlier. But they had a snafu with, like, getting a director to commit to the project, yada, yada, yada. So they eventually got a director. I forget his name. He has a... I wish... Anyway, I forget his name. This cool director has done all the good work. And they finally get him on board, and okay, fine. So they pushed it back to November 2019. And I was ready. Look, I've seen every single Bond movie... 
I love them all. It's the cheesiest thing. Mm-hmm. The newer, the newer ones are getting better. I think Skyfall is my favorite so far. Judy Dench, shout out to you. Um, but when they said it was going to be released in November 2019, I was ready for it. And then they're like, oh, um, we're going to have to push it back. So they pushed it back to spring. Like they didn't give a real date. They just said spring. And I was like, okay. Yeah. But spring is right when the pandemic was raging over here. So they had to shut everything down. And they were like, we can't release a movie in theaters like a big blockbuster movie. We're never going to see the money back. Right. So they're like, "Okay, you know what? Let's just push it back to November 2020 because they're like the pandemic should be under control by then. Right. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. We didn't have that either. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. That didn't happen. So now they're like, "Uh, we're going to push it to 2021. Can you give us a date? They're like, absolutely not. We're just going to vaguely say 2021. We'll see what's going to happen. And the thing is, like, I'm praying that they've been... But I'm really upset about this. I'm really upset about this. Because it's supposed to be, like, the hurrah, the very last one that Daniel Craig is going to do. And they've, like, pent up all this energy from, like, the past three movies. And it has to go somewhere. So I've been really looking forward to it. But also, I think maybe I shouldn't jinx it. Because the last movie I looked forward to this intently was Suicide Squad. Did you see Suicide Squad? I did not, no. (laughs) You are very lucky, my friend. Very lucky. Because that movie, it was like a train wreck that was on fire. And you just, I mean, you couldn't watch it, but you also couldn't look away. It was bad. And first of all, I love Viola Davis. They were like, we're putting Viola Davis in this movie. And I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm going to watch that movie because I love Viola Davis. But even Viola Davis could not carry that movie by herself. They still managed to find no. her performance was great. Oh. I won't lie. It was good. But right. like they still managed to fuck it up. They put Will Smith in that movie. <gasps> they put Jared Leto. They put I think her name is Margot Robbie. I think it's her. Yeah. Yeah. And they still managed to ruin it. And by the way, Jared Leto playing the Joker, that was a right. mess. A mess. It was pretty much like a caricature where he just acted like a maniac. Oh it didn't have like the character was a cut. I shouldn't complain this much. But anyway, that movie was a catastrophe. Like Meryl Streep oh, in Devil Wears Prada, she personally lives at that movie. It was that bad. Um oh. But I'm looking forward to the new James Bond movie and I hope they don't disappoint me. But please, whoever is in charge oh. of that, if you're listening to this, I beg of you, release it. And um don't do what Wonder Woman did. Did you see Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four? No, I heard not super things. <laughs> okay, you know what? Let's not talk about that today. We'll leave that for the next podcast <laughs> on account of there's so much to be said. That was Oh god. It was a moment. <laughs> it was a moment. But um I think we've reached sufficient content for this one. Can we pause really quick? Okay. I have to pee. <laughs> yeah no yeah that's it go ahead and pee. keep that in the final recording I'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> um on next week's episode we'll be talking about the new year's new year's resolutions and traditions let us know if you have any specific tradition that you want us to discuss or cover or resolution actually we'd like to hear from you so until next time peace <laughs>